Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. I'm Alex Whiteley, and you know me, guys. You know the show. We like to cover all sorts that's going on in Shropshire. We were at Kids Fest not long ago. We've been covering the Rock and Horse Media stuff that they're based in Oswestry. Street. We do all sorts in Telford, and today we're here to talk about uh, Ludlow Fringe Festival. And join us, we've got Anita Bigsby and Jess Laurie. Thank you for joining us, guys. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. Um, so how, how are you guys? You good? I mean, Anita was supposed to do this last week, but you, you had an accident, right? Oh, I did. I dislocated my shoulder, but um, it's it's much better. Thank you. <laughs> oh, bless you. Um, I've been hobbling around as well. Um, I don't think I've mentioned this on the show yet, but no, I, I went over on my ankle. There's this really nice um, woodland bit outside the Seven Hospice uh, Cafe. There's like a Gruffalo walk, and I'll show my seven-year-old how easy it was to do the balancing beam. Don't worry, it's easy. You just jump off like this, and as I jumped off, my toe hit the floor, and I carried on round, and it, yeah, it was. You know, I heard a snap. It was terrible. Nice. So. Ouch. So if I'm cancelling events and cancelling things where there's lots of walking, that's why. <laughs> it's a huge ordeal. Um, so how long has the uh, the Ludlow Fringe been going for then, Anita? Well, this is our 10th festival this year. Yeah. So we started, we officially became an independent festival in 2013, but that makes this our 10th festival. But we did start the Fringe as part of the old uh, Ludlow Festival the year before. So, yes, we've Amazing. gone from strength to strength. Once the old festival folded, sadly, um, we we just carried on and we've just built it back up to become a, yeah, a, well, a, the massive event that it is now. It's a three-week festival with uh, around about 100 events going to be going on. Wow. Oh, uh, yeah, between the 18th of June to the uh, 10th of July this year. So yeah, it's just become become big, big and uh, exciting and crazy. <laughs> what is it? What's it like taking a, a, you know original idea and then that's kind of dying, and then you have to pump new life into it? What was that like? Was it like to to um, resurrect this thing and to try and make it as big as it is today? Well, I think it was good. I think it was a good thing to do because um, I mean, lovely festival, absolutely wonderful festival. It had been running for fifty seven years. Yeah. It had a little bit it was you know Shakespeare in the castle classical events in the mm. church history lectures and uh, maybe some you know the, some writers and artists um, in uh, coming to do talks and things and workshops uh, I think it had it had actually started to to not appeal to the broader um, you know the broader audience that that's here in Ludlow and that like to go to festivals so that's when I was asked to um, put on a few events in that was 2012 or 2011 I was asked and then I um, for, for the last festival in 2012 they said oh can you put on like you know 10 events or something maybe and I thought like an art trail a bit of comedy but you know we had a poetry trail and, and also you know we had some more street theater and that um, yeah, I didn't put on 10, I put on 40. Um, <laughs> so, pure um, ambition, I love it. Yeah, absolutely. And everyone, when, when Ludlow Festival folded, they all looked at me and they said, oh, actually, we want what you just did. <laughs> so I, it was more out of an obligation as something that I'd started that I just thought, well, yeah, actually, this is, you know, we've got a beautiful town, we've got a beautiful um environment we've got wonderful um venues here and i just thought you know i looked at other festivals that i go to i mean i go to edinburgh i'll go to 
Um, I'll go to Hay and, you know, other towns, cities that have Brighton, and, you know, that embrace their community and really, really want to involve everybody. And I thought there's no reason why we shouldn't be doing that here in Ludlow. So that's where we've gone to, really. You know, and this year we've got now a specific community and education coordinator <laughs> and we're aiming to involve absolutely everybody in the festival this year so that's that's how it happened really how do you do that though how do you include everybody with everything because it's sometimes like when it comes to creating an, an idea like this it's like we're gonna have something for everybody but like how do you do that <laughs> Oh, well, this this year we're going to launch with the carnival. So we're bringing back Ludlow Carnival. Um, and that, as far as I'm concerned, is sort of the ultimate community arts mm. event because there is a role for everyone and everybody, even if they're not involved, can come and watch. So to think we're going to have the streets lined with people and shopkeepers and friends and family of you know watching their kids involved in the, in the parade and everyone who wants to come and make something as well. Um, and we're going to finish with a big celebration in the square where everything kicks off mm. um so that's 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 one way of getting everybody out mm. out that's on the streets that's lovely uh, especially after you know sort of the last couple of years we haven't been able to do that kind of thing um, it's a celebration of community and people around you that's that's mm. really nice um we'll have to we'll have to bring some cameras and st- i'd love to get some pictures and some videos of the carnival that'd be really really good um it's um it's nice that you guys uh with, with this um you know your your um your 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 version of this festival you kind of had to adapt because not everybody like you said you, you saw that this thing was kind of getting a bit stale and you kind of like we need to inject some new life into it and adapt and find some new ideas and what did you have to do to sort of make sure you were on the right path of, of making sure you've got the right content for your festival well, one of the biggest things to start with was to make sure there were lots of free events lots of um mm. to include our local uh artists our performers our theater groups everyone that was already there that needed promoting, you know, so it's very much about promoting, supporting our, our local creative talent and uh, and giving them an opportunity to showcase what they do. Uh, and we also, um, again, our businesses, making sure that our, our local businesses could be seen by more people when they, when they come to the town. So by putting on an art trail, which was in different shop windows or cafes or in doorways or you know just places so that it's free events but it gets people walking around it gets them mm-hmm. moving around and it's and it creates that um yeah opportunities for people to sell work to show work to to find bigger bigger broader audiences also when we had ticketed events we made sure that um that the ticket price was was capped so yeah you Whereas like the old festival, maybe, I don't, I don't know how much things were, say, you know, 20, 25, 30 pound or whatever to go to um, to see Shakespeare or, or something in the church. Our cap at that time, I think the first year was 12 pound. Very fair, very fair. Then obviously as things have changed, they've, they've had to go up a bit. But this year I, there won't be anything more than I think 15 and 18. It'll be our highest this year. Obviously our venues have, uh, are charging more. So, you know, we do we do have to um, sort of put the prices up a bit. But it's still the cap to see, you know, Alistair McGowan will be £18 or £15 if you are, you know, on any benefits or... or um, 
you know, in the student or yeah. a student's older person. Yeah. So, so it's very fair. I mean, you've got you guys have got a you can't when when it comes to making events like this, there's there's a lot of a lot of um sacrifices made, you know, and there's lots of money involved and stuff. You know, we've been working with festivals around Shropshire for for you know coming up four years now. And like what I see is is what you've just explained. It's it's a showcase of what the town has to offer. Mm-hmm. And then when when people collaborate, these these things they they there's great magic, a great atmosphere where everybody seems to be enjoying themselves. There's nobody dragging their feet like, oh, food's too expensive, or I can't go and see that, and I can't believe how much they're charging for me to put this. People are enjoying each other's company, and yeah. when you, when you when you collaborate, it just it creates a nice warm feeling. Um, so yeah, that's well done for. I think that's what Anita has has worked on for all all these years is is getting everyone to be doing this together. It's not about our festival. This is us doing this. It's about hey, look. Come on, join in. What, what mm. do you bring? Bring it. Bring it. We'll find somewhere for you. You know, get involved. Let's do it together. Yeah. That's definitely yeah. the ethos. I mean, our registration is open, and also, I mean, now because we work with the World Fringe Network, um, I've sort of we work alongside people like Edinburgh, Brighton, Camden, Buxton, Greater Manchester in this country to create opportunities for people to to work towards going to Edinburgh. Uh, so touring theatre, we bring in a lot of national and international touring theatre, and obviously not so much international at the moment because of um, the you know the world situation with pandemic and, st- and stuff. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, you know, then that, that that's a, a great opportunity for people to yeah. to, to for, for here. It also raises the bar, you know. So, yes, we have our own theatre groups, we have our own musicians, we have our own comedians who live locally, visual artists, poets. But when you're also bringing in this other talent as well, it raises the bar. It gives a greater opportunity uh, to 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 see, to view, to you know, to to be influenced by and to experience. Yeah things that are happening, uh, very important things that are happening, you know, important theatre that's happening and and heading to Edinburgh, which is obviously, I mean, across the world, that is where everybody wants to take this that show. the fringe, isn't it? That is, <laughs> that's the one everyone talks about. It's quite a sort of quiet little rural backwater, you know, some yeah. of the cutting edge stuff that comes that, you know, kids here would yeah. probably never, ever get to see yeah. um, mm. if it wasn't brought to them. And I was um, I was on um, a show with a, a friend of mine, Jim Salverson, and we were talking about hyper-localization with, when it comes to podcasting, radio, and audio in, in general. And he was talking about, oh, he's going, excuse my accent, but he's like, oh, yeah, Al, when I think about like local podcasts, I think about the, the bake sale and stuff. And I'm thinking, and I was like, yeah, yeah, there is a little bit of that. But what you do is, is you like you you take a town like Ludlow, like Shrewsbury, like Telford, like Oswald, and you like like an iPad, you zoom in. And you zoom in a little bit more and you zoom in a little bit more. Now, what you do when you create something like this is you you, you give people an opportunity to network and show them what they're worth. And mm. then eventually that will lead on to something else that will lead on to something else. That will, so, yeah, it might start with a big sale, but it could start off with an independent business that will grow on to do something special, you know. Mm. And that's why I love events like this, because they're very, very important for that. Um, Alistair McGowan, you were mentioning. Um, how did he how did he get involved with this? Alistair is our patron. Yes. He yes, he he he. Yeah, he's actually quite local to Ludlow now. Um, wow! And we asked him last year if he'd be a patron, and he was very keen to be, and that's lovely. And he's a very supportive patron as well, which is lovely. So he's launching the festival this year on the eighteenth. Wow! Of June. 
uh, at St Lawrence's Church and last year he closed the festival <laughs> on the last day at St Lawrence's Church. Um, hopefully we'll be able to have a bigger audience this year with less masks, which was the... <laughs> Yeah. It was an audience full of uh, masks, which was quite quite difficult to. Uh, I found because I, I didn't. I introduced him, and I've never stood in front of so many people with masks on. You can't read their faces. Yeah, no body very, language. Yeah. Very hard for me uh, for a comedian to to tell what your audience are doing. <laughs> so obviously you have Alistair McGowan, um, but do you have a lot of new up and coming talents as well coming through that you're excited about? Yeah, we've got lots this year. I mean, we've got some old favourites, people that have um, come to us in the past, like uh, uh, the Daniel Martinez uh, flamenco, which is just an absolutely delightful experience. And people in Ludlow have absolutely adopted him and he's adopted them as well because he really loves coming here to perform. And it's one of, probably one of the best Spanish um, flamenco performances with uh, Gabriella Puso as uh, dancing, and she's also going to be doing workshops this year. Uh, it's just delightful. Absolutely, I've never I've never heard an audience or seen an audience in Ludlow <laughs> um, just respond so so amazingly. You know, at the end of it, everybody on their feet and everybody uh, cheering, and yeah, it's beautiful. Um, so other than that, we've also got lots of um, theatre coming. You know, touring theatre. We've got a lot of young comedians. We've got new comedic talent people coming through. We've got uh, people like Rob Newman. Do you remember Rob Newman when he used to be with David Baddiel? Um, So Rob's coming here on the 25th of June. He's going to be at the Assembly Rooms. And uh, Ivo Graham. So we've got some quite big names coming. Um, But we've also got, yes, lots and lots of... uh, other people coming from all over the country Amazing. to, to uh, perform. So that's the, the Flabbergast um, Macbeth. Gosh, yeah, of course. Which um, oh, absolutely wonderful. <laughs> I, I would say that's the must-see. Yeah. Last year people didn't get to see it and mm. they're, they're coming again to perform um, this this time. And it is, I I mean, just haven't hadn't seen a piece of theatre that made me sort of smile and laugh and cry and feel frightened and moved all at the same time. Yeah. It was magic. So that's yeah. that's the must see for me. And that's at the castle. So that's our. You know, we 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 have returned Macbeth, or uh, sorry, Macbeth Shakespeare to the <laughs> castle over the past few years. Um, it's still picking up audiences because people seem to still not quite noticed that we are doing Shakespeare in the castle and um, last year we did it at Stokesay Court which um, it was just that little bit far out of town during and just at the end you know of, we were still in lockdown last year so we yeah. did to outdoor audiences um, but Flabbergast Theatre are terrific um, they are the most let's see for contemporary theatre probably one of the um, yeah, the most exciting that you could actually go to see. <laughs> and, yeah, so we've got them from the 18th of June to the 25th at the um, Ludlow Castle. I'm just looking at them now. They look amazing. <laughs> Flavagast Theatre, they look really cool. This is up with Macbeth. I think we might have something from last year from the magazine. Where are we? No but they were there. Yeah, just really, um, really colourful, really lively, and 
I think I think everyone will love them. <laughs> what I love about stuff like this is um, we went to uh, the, the folk festival um, last year, and you know I'm not like a big. Folk, I'm not saying I'm a big, not a big folk fan, but it's not something I've been exposed to an awful lot. So when I went to the folk festival, I found so many interesting, amazing acts and bands and things that I now follow today because of that. Like you've got when it comes to things like this, you've got to be so open minded and you can absorb all that in and learn so much. Um, and you, not only that, you're you're giving like young artists, young theatre groups, things that you know. Mm -hmm. We did a, an interview recently with KG Theatre, Kyle. Um, you know, lad just breathed into Shrewsbury um, within like six months of living here. Um, he created his own theatre group and did a, a panto. You know, mm. you need you need something to, to 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 aim for, and that's why I love stuff like this. Mm. Speaking about COVID, um, obviously it's it's been tough over the last couple of years. Um, did, has have you been able to regain your audience back quickly, or is it taking quite a bit of a uh, bit of work to get everyone back out there? It was amazing last year, considering yeah. we were in lockdown. Uh, we actually worked with probably around around about 13,000 people during nice. that uh, four weeks um, in uh, audiences. Of, yeah, because we put on so many outdoor events as well, we can actually sometimes take on have, have bigger audiences. Yeah, um, <laughs> But people were so, so supportive last year. It was it was wonderful. Um, yeah. So, yeah, let's hope that we have the same this year as well. Yes. Um, you know, we distribute the brochure. brochure goes out to – we have about 20,000 brochures, and they go far and wide around the area, uh, every every door in Ludlow. They go through every door, and they'll also um, uh, go to different postcode areas locally, um, but also, you know, the distribution in all the uh, galleries – libraries pubs anywhere that you know art centers that we can get them within about 50 mile radius really um so well, we well, get well, 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 from outside as well it's not just ludlow so yeah how far do people come from then to, to the event oh gosh i mean i'd say uh 65 of our the last time we did a proper uh, breakdown of, of where our audience came from 65 percent were outside of sy8 wow so that shows how it does bring in a lot of um, business to the area. Um, I can't quite remember what all the other statistics were, but um, when we first started, it was 65% of the tickets were within SY8, and now it's 65% outside of SY8, 30% from, you know, SY8. Then, then we've got, you know, the sort of 50-mile radius and uh, uh, well, even international. We've actually had people come here. I think they might have just been in the country anyway. But. <laughs> <laughs> Where have you come from? I come from Melbourne, mate. Um. <laughs> yeah, we've had New Zealand, we've had Australian, we've had American, we've had uh, African, we've had all sorts of people uh, from, or from all sorts of different countries. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's been nice. nice. We did do the one year, the uh, 2020, we did a, um, a, a pretty much an online festival. We did do a few events outside of, and one really with Fetch Theatre, um, but we did mostly online. And because we worked with the World Fringe Network, um, it was terrific. Actually, we had um, my God, I think it was something like um, twenty-seven thousand hits because we were working with other fringe festivals worldwide. 
Um, yeah. It didn't make any money, so it's not like something that we were going <laughs> to do, but it, it was just lovely to be able to support all those different um, artists from all around the world and to have audiences from all around the world see that it was coming from Ludlow Fringe, which in the future, hopefully, it will bring in more international audiences as well when the world opens up again. So. I think that's one thing we I kind of took from COVID is that we we found out how to do hybrid events work mm. with online things. Um, you know, we did a, a, an event in Much Wenlock a couple of years ago during COVID, and um, it was at the Cavalier Centre, and they had they had live music and they had, everybody had their own little box to sit in. <laughs> it was a, so everybody was socially distanced, but they did a lot of the, the stuff online as well. And we, the shoes of biscuit, we sat there all day and we hosted the whole thing. So we're like, Hey guys, welcome back. And uh, here we're now going to see a video from this. And then we show a video and people enjoy that online. And then you can tune in to all the events online as well. So, mm. so we've kind of learned that a little bit. That's kind of the only sort of blessing we get from COVID, I guess. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> we had to learn a lot very quickly <laughs> yes 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 and it's it, that's kind of like where we kind of fit in to show people how how people are adapting and changing in the world mm. um how what was it like um sort of collecting curating and putting these the acts together did you have like a rush of people coming towards you i want to be part of the fringe did you a lot lots of submissions uh, that, or you have to turn people away how's that gone for you mm. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we still are programming for this year. Um, we've still got to house at least another 40 somewhere. <laughs> Not everyone will make it through. Not everybody. Mm. Um, but but most, we, we try our hardest to, we don't just, um, like, we try hard to find them the right venue where they're going to get the right audience, yeah. you know, and, and we want if people to come here, if they come here, that they will make some profit from it as well. You know, it's not just sort of like setting them up to fail, you know, give yeah. them a great venue and, and very few people there, depending on... Off you go, boof, kick them out on stage. Yeah. <laughs> we really do, you know, we research, we'll look at their links to what they've done before, we'll talk to them and, um, and we, we work with them, and which is why performers like coming here as well. We've actually got a really good reputation amongst, you know, touring performers because... Because we look after them and uh, we also, you know, provide accommodation wherever and um, whenever we can. Uh, just so there's, and that's free accommodation. Uh, so we'll billet people into people's houses. My house gets very, very busy during the festival. <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> Which is nice. Um, but yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's it. it uh, that works well. What's it? What's the build-up like for you personally to the to the festival when the festival begins? Is it absolutely manic in your house? Do, are the preparations you have to make personally? Like, what is it like for you? Because I, I imagine it's just it's really hard, but at the same time, it's exciting at the same time because it's all happening. Yeah, it's 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 um, it's it's rather all involving. You know, it's it is a twenty four seven job. It's you, you never you never you're never off really <laughs> you know off club and um, and everywhere i walk in in the region because it's only a small town i i only have to walk into a pub and i end up into a conversation about the festival straight away or actually even have to walk to my front gate to get that festival going <laughs> but also because the, we run it from my house so we are looking for accommodation we have at times had offices outside but actually it works quite well from from my home so mm -hmm. yeah it does get it does get busy which, um, nice. 
What I love as well is obviously, Jess, you have the title here is education and community coordinator. So you're getting the children, the local children involved in this? Absolutely. Yeah, we've got um, workshops over the Easter holidays. There's four, well, three, three days where kids can be involved in. We're calling it sort of Carnival Club this year because we want them to be making stuff and making music, getting ready for the carnival. Um, and two of those workshops are it's called the HAF um, scheme, which is holidays and food which is a sort of government initiative. So we've got two days of creative workshops in the Easter Halls, which are free for kids who have um, free school meals. So not only will they get to come and make some stuff for the carnival, um, but we provide them with lunch. Um, and then fingers crossed, they'll come back on carnival day and bring the big cool stuff they've made. Um, and we then get, you know, we're making sure we are including all of those families, not just the, the kids whose parents, you know, might like to take them along to a workshop on a Saturday morning, um, but the kids <laughs> who are, you know, don't necessarily get that kind of um, opportunity. Um, and we're, we're getting some, taking a group of kids into the church for a piece of theatre as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah the, the, yeah, the kids are, I mean, for Carnival Day, it's it's all about the kids, really. It's the grown ups are just coming along for a laugh. We're also looking because we're working with Connexus as well this year. We've, yes, um, we've just um, managed to get some some funding from Connexus, which oh, is local right. housing housing association, and um, that's really nice. That really does mean that we can expand it that bit further into the community and also into. Uh, uh, age range as well so we could going to try and get into some of the residential homes and try and include you know older people as well mm-hmm. that's lovely i like that with disabilities you know as much as we can if it means going into the homes to do work we will and uh, you know because the carnival is uh it's all it's an eco carnival so we've okay. got no um I'll let you talk to say about that. Peterson. I don't think we have. No, I think so. The, the carnival's eco carnival, so we're not going to have any big trucks and tractors and trailers. It's going to be walking, pedalling, um, you know, pushing a, a shopping trolley or wheelchairs or yeah. you know, any anybody and everybody M- is mobility scooters. <laughs> mind you did you see that video the other day of a mobility scooter pulling a caravan it was in wales it was hilarious it's just oh. this video that went viral it's just some guy in a mobility scooter pulling a caravan that's fantastic we need him we, need him. <laughs> we have actually got a mobility scooter and um, that's going to pull because um another of the festivals here is the um the soapbox derby which happens just after the fringe and that's going to be promoted during the fringe by bringing the soap, the soap boxes along. But they're going to be pulled by <laughs> somebody driving a mobility scooter. <laughs> so. oh, that's awesome. <laughs> you should um, you should get like um, uh, your own version of like the Hell's Angels, but like you know, some small gears on mobility scooters. You know, I'm ready to roll. <laughs> and we've got Queen Victoria is going to be our carnival Ooh. queen. We have our a, a local um, wonderful. Queen Victoria reenactor who's going to come and um, hopefully be at the front of the procession. Yeah. Um, maybe we, we think we've got a pony and trap coming, so hopefully that she'll be you know, riding, riding on there. Um, and who's finishing it? Oh, and Lady Godiva is finishing it. So we have a <laughs> um, a lovely young lady who has twice now ridden round Ludlow naked on horseback um, to raise money for a charity that supports um, people who've experienced suicide, family members who've committed suicide. Um, so she's coming. She's going to be bringing up the rear. <laughs> um, 
it's going to be it is going to be a spectacle without a shadow of a doubt i think the the, the last carnival in ludlow happened in 2006 yeah. and i think it had sort of slowly lost a bit of its um impetus mm. um so it sort of yeah came came to a sort of bit of a sad end mm. um but yeah we're bringing it back and it's going to be a banger mm. <laughs> well, I reckon we can come and bring some cameras and some microphones walk, walk along and speak to people Definitely, yeah. that'd be great. Yes, yeah. please. Yeah. What, what, what is the date of the, the, the carnival for the listeners at home and for me with my whiteboard? Um, <laughs> June. Sorry, say that again. Saturday the 18th of June. 18th of June. Right, okay. We'll and we'll be, we'll be sort of gathering people, assembling at the brewery um, at the down by the train station. Uh, we haven't got an exact time just yet. We've got to, we're waiting for confirmation from the council. Um, but we'll be finishing, we'll be processing up Corp Street across the town and finishing in the square outside the castle for some fun. Which is so, where our, our stage is as well. We have our own um, stage box office now. So there'll be performances from there as well throughout the day. I I just love what you guys are doing. I really do. But I mean, like the story you've told me today is like from the you know the rise of the phoenix you know this thing the thing this thing that was kind of dying you create something new and you've brought new life into it and now like it seems like the whole town sort of welcomes it and brings and embraces it i'm sure there are independent businesses pubs restaurants cafes that really just can't wait for this thing to to roll into town because it generates a bit of income from and as well the the town is electric so thank you so much for doing this for your community it's really nice thank you that's really But I love stuff like this. From them as well. I mean, our chamber, chamber of trade and commerce, local, you know, Rotary Club, and lots of the businesses here support us as well. You know, whether that's through advertising in the brochure or through um, through sponsorship. So I think that shows just how how well it is appreciated as well. So it's almost like a, you know, we we all work together to make it to make it good. So and that's nice. Well, I'd I'd love to offer um, the biscuit support. We've got we've got photographers. We've got we've got a team behind us, and we we got a mo- obviously we can't we we do have a mobile studio. But what I'd love to do is bring um, some cameras and some microphones, speak to people in the crowd, see how people are feeling on the on the day of the carnival. That'd be really nice, mm-hmm. um, and maybe we can get to a couple of the events as well. That'd be really nice because I feel like when it comes to community, these things are really really important. Like we we have discussed it throughout this episode. Like how important it is to get people out there again and enjoy. Mm-hmm the arts and inspiring people creating new artists new young young artists that look up at the stage and get inspired by what they're seeing this is all really important so yeah. i'd encourage you to look at our website and look at some of the testimonials as well from from last year from some of the performers that performed for us with us and also we had a, a really lovely promotional video uh, which is on our website and yeah should uh, definitely have a good look at that because it does get a f- Give, give a good feel for the atmosphere, um, yeah. So it's ludlowfringe.co.uk. I'm on the website now. Of course mm. I am. Uh, where can people buy tickets? Can they buy them now, or is, it, is there a release date for the tickets? I should think, well, at the moment, we're looking at probably another two weeks before they go on sale. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and do you guys have social media so people can follow you for when uh, notifications are released about ticket sales? Yes. Yeah, everything's ludlowfringe.co.uk or at Ludlow Fringe or hashtag Ludlow Fringe. It's, uh, yes, yeah, we're, we're there. So I encourage people to join our Facebook page or, or like our Facebook page, our Instagram, our Twitter. 
we have YouTube channel as well there. So that's got all of our um, uh, previous um, promotional videos and examples of um, performers that have, that have performed over the years, you know. So, yeah, it's all there. <laughs> well, you guys are fantastic. Thank you so much for, for speaking to me today. Honestly, it's been really lovely. Um, and you alex thank you no it's been really good uh and you know if if you do want us to, we'll be there, <laughs> We'd love to be there. yes please yeah yes. that's a big yes <laughs> fantastic um what i want to do before we get out of here guys um is there anything else you want to add is there any sort of thank yous or mentions before we get out of here by the way guys um anybody you want to say hello to or thanks to all the people that support us and help us and all the volunteers because it's good you know <laughs> it couldn't happen without them that's that's the thing it really couldn't happen without all the volunteers that that you know we're, we're anticipating will be there <laughs> they will be <laughs> rightly so rightly so, rightly so. Um, also as well guys make sure you check out our website too which is uh, the shrewsbybiscuitpodcast.co.uk that's made for us by our friends at web orchard if you need a website they will make the perfect website for you whether you're running a comedy festival fringe whether you're running a podcast band an etsy whatever it is web orchard will make the perfect website for you they're awesome i saw pete yesterday um who runs web orchard he's a great guy um also as well if you are watching this on youtube please give us a subscribe there's lots of stuff going on our youtube now i like to record at least one of these virtual interviews uh, a month so we can release them but also you can follow us on itunes and spotify podbean wherever you get your podcasts um you can follow us from all sorts of places um Anita, Jess, thank you so much uh, for joining me today. Stick around once the music's played. We'll have a chat afterwards. But, um, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll catch you guys next time. Thank you. Yeah. Peace out. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks, Alex. Bye-bye.